And what's up, everybody? It is your host, Marion, again for another wonderful episode of Real Rock Talk. And actually, for the very first time, I have actually keeping my promise is that we will have our first uh, guest today. Uh, this is our pastor, Pastor Darren Bush from Corner View Community Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Tell everybody hi. Hello, everyone. And Pastor Bush is a little under the weather, so if you hear him a little bit coughing in the background, it's overlook him. He's he's been fighting some stuff for the last couple of weeks, so we still love him. But he's we've been fighting schedules trying to get together, so we finally got everything here today. So today, what we're going to talk about is uh, we're going to emphasize a little bit about just being encouraged and keeping the faith going uh, as we start the new year. Since we're actually the second week of the year. Uh, first full week done it seems like you know at this point so many times pastor that we uh, tend to lose a little bit of steam as we get going especially right after the holidays Uh, what do you think well after the holidays we do lose steam and we have to uh, really just look around us and see to keep being encouraged how good God has been to us on an everyday basis when we look at our families and we look at things that we don't have to pay for, it shows us how good God is to us. And for me, that is my want to, to make life worth living, to look at my wife and look at the grandkids and look at all the things, the home, the, the places and where we're at in life. And if you look at the positive, it will encourage your heart just by seeing what God is doing. Amen. And, and Pastor, while we're while we're doing that and we're talking about it, how do how does one stay encouraged? How does one keep pushing, especially in the first part of the year? Um, I know from a financial standpoint, many companies uh, at the beginning of the year slow down. So a lot of the hours and the money dry up a little bit in the first three months of the year. Many people. Um, you know, by this time of the year, usually have already started slacking off on their physical goals. Um, and so it, it starts, you know, it starts that immediate depression, especially depending on where you live, uh, getting snow and cold weather and staying inside. So, Pastor, how, do, how does one stay encouraged? How does one, you know, just just keep it going? First of all, uh, for me, I would think prayer. The Bible says pray without seeking, pray without uh, ceasing, or pray, constantly pray, basically is what it says. Pray without ceasing, yeah, that's it. And as we pray, we constantly think of what we need from God. But a lot of things God has already blessed us with. Um, The Bible also says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything else will be added unto you. So if you're seeking God at the beginning of the year, then it automatically, the Holy Spirit will come and remind you of who you are. A lot of times I think we forget who we are. We're God's child. He's our creator. We got everything we need. But we have to constantly remind ourselves of that. Sometimes we don't feel like it. But when you still think of it, you're still God's child. And God didn't make any jump. 
No, you didn't make no jump. You didn't make no jump. And a lot of times because of what we go through and we don't concentrate on God first, we end up living a junky life. We don't have to live a junky life. We turn to other things besides God. And that's what sets us back. If our finances are low, we try to do something to make finances without consulting God. We, if our, a relationship is sour, we try to make a relationship work without consulting God. We don't consult God. We don't put God first. And that's a lot of the reasons why we always fall backwards. That's great stuff. And, you know, when we talk about, for those of you who all have been following uh, from the beginning, you know, we talk about dividing your life up into four main areas. And as I continue to tell you that when you make improvements in one area of your life, the other three start incrementally getting better as well. It makes it easier for you to make the moves that you need to make to go to the areas that you need to go to. So, you know, if you're wanting to reach a particular level, guys, this is that time. This is that time to jump out and get out there and get to it. You know, we're still in the winter time, so we're, we're, we're only about six weeks or so away from spring. Eight weeks, I believe, from spring. And so when you get, when you start thinking about that, this is that time. If you have not already made your goals for the year, if you've not already set your in, in expectations, this is that time to get her done. And especially the time to talk to God and make sure that you're within the will of God so that you can move forward with what he wants you to do and to better yourself. So he not want you to fail. Man was not made to fail. I've said it a lot in, on the show and I'll continue to say it. God wants you to thrive. So if you are thriving as an individual, you're going to continue to take steps and move forward, building the foundation that you're going to move for in the future. So, again, if you haven't already made your goals for 2020, go ahead and start working on that. Work on, and then break it down into four separate sections. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And then start looking at it from the four areas. Physical, uh, financial, emotional, and spiritual. So, if you've already decided you're going to lose weight in 2020, how are you going to get there? Are you going to get there through physical exercise? Are you going to get there by losing weight? Are you going to... Um, by, by cutting back on your eating portions? Are you going to do it by fasting? Um, you know, Pastor, that's that's one thing that most churches no longer teach anymore is fasting. And that has been shown in the Bible and it's been shown uh, in my own personal life that fasting even one day a week does amazing things. Now, you can go overboard. You can do some crazy stuff with it. And and the last time I fasted, I did a liquid fast for three days. And by the third day, my wife is trying to shove food in my mouth because it was so because I was a miserable person by by day three. Because you can only drink so much water and apple juice without losing your mind. That's true. And, and, and no matter how hard you pray about that, when you watching somebody else even eat salad, you just get hungry. And that's just not good. I saw a rabbit saw a rabbit running across the road during those three days and I almost just stopped the car to chase it. <laughs> but that's just me. Anyway, so you, you do that. You, you're moving over to your financial goals. What are your financial goals for 2020? And, ha and, and have you broken it down to where you can start working on it and getting it done? Getting that $1,000 emergency fund. Getting that three to six months uh, 
living expenses put away, working on your retirement. And I, and I continue to say this, that, you know, you need to put some money aside for charitable donations, whether that's tithing at your church, uh, whether that's if you, you know, giving something, you know, pastor, we have to give something to God. And and the the greatest thing about it is that, you know, the old the old spirituals that we used to say say the more you give, the more he gives to you. Just keep on giving because it's because it's really true that if you really care, keep uh keep on giving. Keep on giving no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that song is so realistic. Yes. Yes it is. Yes. yes it is. I'm learning the more that you give, the more God blesses. People just don't understand that when you give from the heart, not to show, because some people give for many different reasons. And that's how come it's not for us to judge, it's for God to judge. Because God is the only one that knows when you give from the heart, are you giving for show? Yes. We can't look at people and be in their business. But I think really for all four sections, if you seek God in your relationship, you seek God in your financial, you seek God in all the four aspects and put him first, then I believe you will really get the victory. But you got to put him first. Amen. I think the issue with like most people, and they let stuff like we going into 2020, leave whatever last year, let it go. Let it go. It's a whole new year, a whole new day, a whole new season. So God might have something better for you than you could even imagine. But you have to put him first. Like the great Frozen song says, let it go. <laughs> let it go. But, yes, I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we brought this up in a service uh, not too long ago, talking about the emotional side and talking about, you know what do we have to do mentally in order to in order to get better for for this year and and the number one thing about getting better this year is the fact that you have to change your mindset you know if you're doing the same stuff if you're in the same position if you're in the same job you're just as unhappy this year as you was la- as you were last year um trying to keep my english correct so that my mom don't get mad at me cuz she listens uh <laughs> So that, you know, if you're in the same position this year as you were last year, then something has to change. And you can't blame the job. You can't blame the bosses. You can't blame racism. You can't blame white people, black people, Indian people, Mexican people, whomever. The, the common denominator as to why your life is messed up is the person looking you dead back in the mirror. And so sometimes you have to just come to the realization that I just need to let it go and I need to change me. And one of the most humbling things that I got told, um, actually years, not too long ago, is the fact that if you were in a position that you could change everybody in the world, the problem that you would have is, is that you would make them all the way you would want them to be, but then they'd all still be mad at you. So the question is, is that are you going to, are you praying to have this person changed or that person changed when it's more likely that you're the one that's got to take the step forward and change because we all can't be subservient to each other we can only be subservient to one person be submissive to one person 
And if we're submissive to God, God will reward us. If you are submissive in your relationships and you are willing to serve the other person, that person will respond in kind and sometimes even above and beyond. If you are submissive to your boss and you turn around and be the best employee you can be, you know, we just talked about that in, in class the other day. You know, if you're a garbage man, you be the best garbage man you can be. If you're a custodian and you clean toilets, you clean the toilets the best you can be. You make them shine to the point the porcelain looks at you and says, stop. I'm, I'm clean. I'm good. Leave me alone. You know, you do what you got to do in order to be the best person that you can be. If you're the best husband that you can be, your wife, no matter how mad she likes to be at you, is going to come around eventually. And if that's not the case, then something better is going to come around because you're going to continue to be better to the point that somebody's going to see it. That's, that's beautiful. One thing you said is be best. And I got a friend that always quotes this saying, my best can be better and my better could be better than my better. Because you never get to a point well, you can never get better at anything. So you should try your best at everything. Yes. So you can never worry about, you would always be on top if you constantly doing your best. Oh, yes. I, I love, there was a, um, one, of the, one of the motivational speakers I listened to said it this way. We are all ordinary people. But the thing is, in order to be extraordinary people, we have to be extra. We have to be better. We have to be above what everyone else is. And so when you are that extraordinary person, just doing the little things, people notice that. So, for instance, there's a lot of people who still drop their jaws when they see me open the door up for my wife when I get her out of the car. And she'll just stand there at the car waiting on me to open the door. Why? Because she's been around me long enough to know that unless it's raining, snowing, blowing hard, or, or there's a, you know, the apocalypse is coming and we see it coming over the horizon, she's not to touch that car door until I get over there. And, you know, a lot of women don't, a lot of women miss out on that because, you know, they, they watched, uh, they watched Act Like a Man or, you know, Think Like a Woman, what was it? No, it's... Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man, Steve Harvey's book. Well, before Steve Harvey wrote that book, there was me. I just didn't write. And and so my mama taught me to, you go out there and you make sure that women, you open the door for a woman. You open the car, car door for a woman. You make sure she gets in. If you're at a restaurant, you pull the chair out for her. And that's one of the things, you know, and that was what, what she called wooing. And for those of you who are who are under the age of thirty, that's W O O woo. Look that up on go ahead Google that. It's called wooing. It's called being being showing some chivalry. And it's funny because it's like you know in the in the book and in the movie it talks about don't be the chirp chirp girl. Where when he hits the button on the car and the doors are unlocked, she automatically knows to let herself in. And it's kind of, it's really funny. I went out on a date and I went around to the car, went around to the other side of the car to let her out. She was already out. And I said, I need to explain this to you that when you're with me, I open your doors. And she's like, I'm a grown woman. I can do that. There was not a second date. There was not a second date. Because she would not allow me to serve her. 
to show her the difference between me and everybody else. She wanted to be treated as if she was everyone else. And I said, no, you got to be, you got to allow me to serve you. So there are things that I do with my wife that are just little things. But I do that because I want her to know how much she means to me. So you have to be extraordinary in everything that you do. Sometimes it even causes us to be different. I remember working at a job, and it was my birthday. And didn't nobody know it was my birthday. But on my birthday, I gave everybody that I work with gifts. And they were looking at me like, why are you doing this? And I was telling them I did this to show them that I thank God for giving me you. And you can do different things like that because people don't understand that I, my birthday would be important, wouldn't be important if the people around me didn't love me. And because they loved me, I wanted to give to them instead of them giving to me. And everybody was like, we supposed to be doing something for you. It's your birthday. Don't worry about it because you are important. No, Pastor, I'm too broke to do that, but I like the idea. <laughs> well, I was broke when I did it. It wasn't big gifts. It was just small things to let them know that I cared about them. Yeah, but I got to take a loan out just to pay attention. <laughs> and my credit's shoddy, so I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> let me ask you, well, let, well, so that so that our audience can, can get an idea of who I hang out with, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am the pastor of Cornerview. I come from a missionary background. I didn't come from a, a you know, the uh, type of church. I believe in reaching and helping people. People is my forte. Want to give to people because a lot of times we don't have and hopefully we'll be able to train people how to get on their own and to how to be satisfied with what God has given them and then build from there. A lot of people are depressed because they can't pay this and they can't pay that. But you're going to stay depressed if you're not looking at what God has already blessed you with. So you have to be thankful for where you at. And a lot of people just don't know how to do that. That's a that, that's a great story. That that really is. And I like the, I like your philosophy. I like your philosophy. It, it took a minute for me to completely understand it the first couple times we were going to hear you speak and then after I started putting one and one together and got got to talk to you mm-hmm. that I started to understand where you were going your direction yeah and for those of you who go to a church today you need to spend some time with your pastor talk to your pastor ask your pastor and wife to go out to lunch with you or go out to dinner with you just so you can get an idea of their philosophy an idea of their background because the church is an extension of us And the biggest thing about that is just this. If we do not take the time to all be in the same direction, we will constantly be going in multiple directions and not moving forward. So imagine when you used to play tug of war. You know, we have all the girls on one side or the guys on one side or depending on the school you went to, it was divided up evenly, differently, whatever. And you start trying to pull against each other. Well, that's basically what happens when one person has one mindset and another person has another mindset and they're going in equally different directions. There's no cohesion there. There's no cooperation or encouragement. And what ends up happening is is that the church slowly breaks away. It seems like the church stands still where everybody is moving in these different directions and no one is coming together. 
And that, and to me, if a church is going to move forward, if a church is going to get better, we have to make a stand and put a statement out there, letting everybody know that this is where we, who we are, this is where we're going. And I totally agree with that. If you look in your scriptures, even on the day of Pentecost, the reason the Holy Spirit failed because they was all on one accord. They was all in one agreement. They all understood where everybody was going. They all understood that Jesus was the way. That's why the day of Pentecost was so spectacular. Because first of all, everybody had to be on the same mindset. Yes. So that's, that's about the way that works. Oh, yes. You got to be on one accord first. Yes. Then you can move forward. Well... Luckily, we can be on one accord and not on the same note because some of us can't carry a tune, but that's a different story. So, so spiritually, you know, we, we kind of hit everything at, everything at once. So spiritually, you know, this is that time when I think most people um, want to get in a better relationship with God. And I know uh, recently we just started putting out a new Bible reading plan so that people can start for the month of January trying to keep up with reading the Bible three times a day and at least having an opportunity to read enough so that they can understand the Bible uh, and, and go from there. But what I want to ask of you is this. If you are new, and, and and I know we have some people out there who are relatively new in their walk or, or, or are wanting to hit the reset button, how would you suggest that people better their walk with Christ? Better their walk with Christ? Okay. It's an acronym that I use a lot. Acronym that I use a lot. Grow. First of all, you need to find you a Bible-based church and go. Go to church. You need to read your Bible. G-R, read your Bible. Obey. Don't argue with the pastor. Don't argue with your boss. Don't argue. Just be obedient to authority. Because that's what God teaches us to do. G-R-O-W. And then witness. Tell somebody else how good God is to you. And you'll get happy telling them how good God is to you. I get happy all the time when I say, well, God did such and such for me. I just get... Just be so happy. And, and then you'll find yourself that joy down within you. It'll come out because you'll look at the things that God has did for you. Look how good God has been to you. Quit looking at the woe with me. One thing I can't stand is somebody will, oh, and I can't, and I can't, and I look at the positive. You still got a roof over your head. You still, every arms and legs, your voice, you're still working. I got a cold, but yet I can still talk. I'm not worried about that. I have to keep going forward. I thank God for the voice I do have because there are people out there that can't speak at all. So yep. you have to be thankful for what you got because there, the whole song said, there's some Somebody out there that's worse off than you. Yes, very much so. And one of the things that, that I appreciate is the fact that, you know, he lets go of the past. And, you know, everybody else has gotten out of the closet. Why can't you? If he let, if he let what happened in your past or what you've done in your past go, why can't you? And so I think when you talk about people with the woe is me attitude, I think if they just let go. That's it. Just let it go and move forward. Then what they can do is they can actually get better and 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 
grow like you said just grow and grow men grow mentally yes. change your mindset if you change your mindset mentally you can change your mindset spiritually and you know if you change your mindset in those two areas the physical will change the financials will change you just have to change how you look at it you know many people look at it look at it as cloudy i look at it as partly sunny <laughs> simply because the sun didn't stop shining just because the clouds in front of it that's right it just means I don't get as much light, but I'm still getting light. Because what happens if we live in the dark? We all die. That's it. Either that or we're going to be stuck with LED lights for the rest of our lives. So I think for a lot of people, it's just the idea of they have to change the way they look at it. And I think the only way they're going to do that is if they do go to a, to a Bible-based, uh, Bible-believing church now i i teach uh in in our class I, I try to teach chapter and verse and so we have to bring shovels as i like to call it you got to bring paper pen and shovels because we're going to dig deep but i really do believe that if you don't go to a bible-based church if you don't go if you don't talk to the pastor and know what's going on if you're not reading your bible you'll get sucked in to that health and wealth uh prosperity where the church will ask you to join, but then slip you a contract or slip you a note that says, by the way, if you want to join, I need to see your last two years of W-2s so that we can make sure that we get some uh, money out of you every week or two weeks, depending on how you get paid. And and I don't believe that a Bible-based a Bible based church would do that. No, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Um, all of us have different phases in life. And all of us have different financial issues, we have different physical issues, we have different relationship issues. So, but if we work on us first, work on yourself, like he said earlier, Michael Jackson said it first, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, uh, looking for him to make a change. When we decide that we're going to do better in 2020, and let everything else go like we've been saying. Seek God first like we've been saying. Do the spiritual things like we've been saying. And you will definitely be blessed. You can't go nowhere but better if you put God first. That is true. Okay. So that, that's the answer right there. Put it first. Seek ye first. Him and all things will be added unto you. Can't and you can't you, you you can't end a show better than that. So, Pastor, if you don't mind, if you give if if you would be so kind as to give uh, our audience an encouraging prayer as we're about to roll out, and just uh, just let them know that God is God's here for them, and, and let them know that they're that they're loved. Okay, okay, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everyone that is listening, Father. Everyone that has an opening ear, Father, and an open heart that they may receive the message that they heard today, the words of encouragement, the words that in 2020 to have more of a focus uh, on the things in life, Father. Uh, open up their hearts and their minds, Father. Wrap your arms and around them and love them like never before. Help them to see that you are the God of love, the God that created each and every one of us individual in difference in different ways, in different shapes, in different forms. But everyone was created to glorify him. Father, help them remember to who they are. 
Remember that they are God's child, that they're all kings and queens. Father, we don't have to live beneath our means because when we realize who we are, we can step up to the plate. Just like the baseball player, Father, help us step up to the plate. And Father, if we trust you, we can make a home run every time. Father, we'll make it to first base, second base, third base, and everything. But if we put you and seek ye and run after you, we'll make a home run. Father, just help us to run like never before. Help us to go like never before. And help us to glorify you in 2020 like never before. In Jesus' name. Oh, Father, thank you for this opportunity to be with Brother Marion Southall today and just enjoy you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So again, we want to thank our pastor, Brother uh, Darren Bush here with us today, he and his wife. Uh, he, again, if you guys are in the Bowling Green area and you are looking for a church or you just want to uh, see what it's all about, go to Corner View Community Church. That's on US 31 Bypass. Uh, and what's the what's the street that's at the corner? Of? Louisville, Louisville Road and um, Kelly. Kelly. On the okay, that's just outside of the Bowling Green City limits. Um, go to cornerview.org if you're interested in looking at the website first. And again, guys, it is so much of an honor to talk to you all today. Uh, again, thank him for coming. And we will talk to you all on the flip side, hopefully next weekend. Um, Pastor Bush will be a will be a recurring guest on the show. So uh, he's agreed to do that. And, and we may give him a couple of segments where he can do some short encouragements uh, on for Sunday night going into Monday. So you start your week off right. All right, so we thank you guys for listening as always and hope you all have a great week and we'll talk to you later.